0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the show So-called true crime magazines were highly popular in the 1930s And the movie G-Men, starring James Cagney released in the spring of 1935, have proven to be a big hit. Producer-director Phillips H. Lord thought there was a place on radio for a show of the same type. To emphasize the authenticity of his dramatizations, Lord produced the initial radio show, G-Man, in close association with FBI director J. Edgar Hoover. Now, Hoover was not particularly favorable to the notion, but U.S. Attorney General Homer Still Cummings gave it his full support. G-Men dramatized FBI cases, but Hoover insisted that only closed cases would be used. Hoover also demanded that he, or a top-level aide, review and approve every script. Hoover preferred that scripts downplay gunfights and car chases and spent more time on systematic investigation and legwork. Agents should be shown to be as intelligent, hard-working guys, essentially faceless cogs in the technically savvy crime-fighting organization. Those restrictions hampered Lord, who saw his creation as a public service, but one that had to entertain as well as inform. The sequel, Gangbusters, debuted mid-February of 1936. Now, Gangbusters aired on CBS from January 15th of 1936 to June 15th of 1940, sponsored by Colgate, Palmolive, and Q magazine. Gangbusters often featured prominent names in radio broadcasting, many of whom also starred in movies and television. Two of the most famous, Richard Widmark and Art Carney. Widmark was typecast as a villain for many years, but finally managed to break that mold. Carney, of course, became especially famous for his role with Jackie Gleason on The Honeymooners. But he had a much broader career than that. And now, tonight's episode, Jewel Robbery.
2: And now, in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States, CBS Radio presents Gangbusters! Gangbusters. The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories has asked the Honorable Edward L. Dowd, First Assistant Circuit Attorney of St. Louis, Missouri, to narrate by proxy tonight's case.
0: Circuit
3: Attorney Dowd. Thank you, and good evening, Gangbusters listeners. Let's begin tonight's case on a cold winter morning a year or so ago in the city of St. Louis, Missouri. The proprietress of a small, unkempt confectionery store on South Broadway had just opened the place for the day's business and was tidying up the tiny soda fountain.
4: Morning,
3: Annabelle.
4: Told you no last night, Wally. The answer's still no. Crying out
3: a You think it was a fortune you could stake a guy to a couple of hundred?
4: Why? Now,
3: Annabelle, be reasonable. I'm good for it. You know I'm
4: good for it. Why does a guy in your position need to come looking for handouts? You know where to get it. Why don't you go out and make it? The
3: heat's on, Annabelle. The town is hotter than a $2 pistol shooting blanks.
4: Don't blame me. I didn't make the heat.
3: These guys have really been burning up the town. Remember that clothing store, man? Yeah. Them. That was Them. Of course, I'm not saying it was their fault the guy got shot. Somebody comes in and heist the place, a reasonable thing to do is give him the money. He fought them, so what does he get?
4: A nice funeral.
3: And a hotel clerk, I hear that was them, too. So you can see why all the heat is on, Annabelle. So I, I figure to get out for a while or take a ride at KC and take things easy for a couple of weeks.
4: I should give you the 200. I have to come looking for you in Kansas City. You won't have
3: to come looking for me, Annabelle. I'm good for it. You know I'm good
4: for it. Then go borrow from a bank.
3: Listen to me, Annabelle, heart to heart. A guy with a little heat on him can't even walk in the streets in comfort anymore. The first thing he knows, he's downtown with the law nagging the life out of him. You can't work under these conditions.
4: My heart is bleeding for you.
3: This mob has been burning up the town with one blast after another, and the pressure is coming down on the cops from all over. It's a risk to stick your head on the street while this mob is still operating.
4: What mob? Who are they? How should I know who are they? I thought you knew everything, Wallace.
3: I never heard of up. What do you say, Annabelle?
4: No is no. Worms a redhead, the papers say. You know of any redheaded heavy men around town?
3: No. Annabelle.
4: I got an idea, Wally. Have a chocolate malted on the house.
3: No, no, thanks. I'm much obliged.
4: My chocolate malteds aren't good enough for you, but you'll take my 200.
3: I ain't even had breakfast yet. What's
4: wrong with the chocolate malted for breakfast?
3: Annabelle, please. No. We've been friends for years. I know
4: I want to keep it that way. If I give you the 200, that's the end of our friendship. Come in, come in.
3: Yeah, I'm in already.
4: Hello, B, mister.
3: Cup of coffee. Hello, Wally. Brad, how are you?
4: We don't have coffee. How about a nice cherry phosphate? No, nah, never mind. A malted?
3: No, skip it. What are you doing around here, Red? Eh, yeah, seeing the sights. Yeah?
4: How about a hot chocolate? That I can make you.
3: Nah, no, forget it. How you been, Wally? Busy? No, not too. Huh? I was, uh, told I could find you around here, Wally. You're
4: around here too much.
3: Gotta do something with my time. Are you, uh, looking to make a connection? That depends.
4: You like milk? I give you plain milk.
3: I want coffee. If
4: you want coffee? You have to go elsewhere. Red?
3: It's a good deal. Yeah, it's been good so far. Come on, let's go get that coffee someplace. We talk about it.
4: Huh? It ain't a restaurant I'm running. If I carried what everybody asked for, I'd have a million dollars worth of stock. It's all right, I'm not to put out now. I'll go if you're going. got plenty to clean up around. Come
5: on, Wally. See you Annabelle.
4: Yeah, don't do me any favors. No. <laughs> I don't you I you Sergeant Rickard, robbery squad.
3: Now, hold on, please. I'll connect you.
4: Robbery squad, Sergeant Rickard. Miss Annabelle.
6: Yes, Annabelle.
4: You were looking to get a line on a redhead? Yeah, so? Maybe I just saw the one. What's his name? Red. His name is Red.
6: Uh, that's not much help.
4: This friend of mine was in the store crying about the heat around town because of all these heistings. and this Red walks in. Wally are sidekicks from way back, I think. You want to know if Wally would like to make a connection.
6: Well, what did Wally say?
4: He didn't say. They left together to talk it over. For where? How should I know for where? Did I follow him?
6: Okay, Annabelle, thanks. Keep your ears open now. In the meanwhile, we we'll do some checking around.
3: Uh, let me have a cigarette, Wally. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks. All right, tell me, what's the deal? Wait a minute, take it easy, I'll tell you. First, I want to know, is there any heat on you? Heat on me? Yeah. You guys got all the heat in this town. You're running wild and the lid is on everybody. Are you still a good man at the wheel you used to be, one Yeah, I'm all right. Downtown, for instance, can you wheel a car in there and get it out? Yeah. What's a touch? Jewelry house. Just jewelry? There'll be some cash involved, enough. But plenty of ice. I don't like a jewelry deal. You break your back to get the scum and you can't turn it over for 20 cents on a dollar. Well, it shouldn't make any difference if there's enough of it. No, I guess it shouldn't. And it's only a three-handed job. Oh? <laughs> well, yeah, that's all. A fair-sized score split up only three ways wouldn't be bad, huh? What happened to the other two in the month? What other two? The papers have been saying you were four-handed altogether. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. We were four-handed, but uh, two of the boys pulled out. Yeah? Why? They thought there was too much heat for the fireworks. They started to cry, so uh, Mac gave them the kiss off. Who's Mac? You wouldn't know him. They've been his jobs. What kind of guy is he? After this one, I'll have had enough myself. Cowboy? No, not exactly. He ain't wild. He's got a head on his shoulders. Maybe that's his trouble, too much head. He thinks he's a mastermind. I don't like that kind of deal. Every hand should have a say-so. Not with Mac, they don't. Who does this guy think he is? I don't know him. I don't know what he can do. Don't get so independent. You told me you were behind the six. You can't get dull by being independent. All right, I'll talk to him anyway. I'm talking to you for him. Are you in, aren't you? Okay, Red, I'm in. Good. Come on, let's go see this car. Take it easy, will you? Give me a chance to drink my coffee. Besides, we can't meet him till tonight. What's the matter? You have to make an appointment? He's a late sleeper. All right. Go ahead, drink your coffee.
6: Wait out here, Johnny. Yeah, sure, Rick. I won't be but a few minutes. I'll see you.
4: Ah, well, yourself, Sergeant. Now, oh, what'll it be? Oh, small lemon lime. Small lemon lime too, Sergeant.
6: Where does this Wally live, Benabelle?
4: I don't know. He never said.
6: We've been checking around. We got no address for him in the cards.
4: Don't cry to me, Sergeant. That's your job to keep track of these heats, not mine.
6: You got no idea at all?
4: Oh, no idea at all.
6: And when you see him again, try to fish it out
4: of him, huh? Fish it out of him yourself. Here he comes. Ah, one lemon lime.
3: Hi there, Annabelle.
4: The answer's still no, Wally.
3: Forget I even mentioned it, Annabelle. Hi there. How are you?
4: How'd you do? Get it from that red-headed friend of yours?
3: Head away, yeah. Got some telephone change, Annabelle?
4: Yep, sure. He look familiar, that redhead. Think maybe I know him from someplace.
3: Here. Maybe do. he has been around. Excuse me, I gotta make a call.
4: Who's stopping you? See what I mean about the redhead?
6: Yeah, I see.
4: You gonna pick Wally up? A few days in jail might do him some good. Maybe it'd help his color. Maybe it would. How
6: much for the lemon lime, Annabelle?
4: Still a nickel. No inflation around here.
6: No, you are.
4: Thank you. Call again.
6: Let me know what you hear, Annabelle.
4: I'm all
6: ears. Okay, I'll see you now.
4: Hurry right, back, mister.
6: Johnny? Hey, Rick. Wasn't that Wally that went in the store? Yeah. Did he make you? No, I don't think so. He remembers me from someplace. Probably thinks I'm a steady hanger on Annabelle's. He went to use the phone. What are we going to do when he comes out? Call him? No, there's nothing we could hold him on yet. We don't even know if this redhead is one of the outfit. I wouldn't make any bets he wasn't. I want to see that redhead before we make a move. If he's right, I want to grab him good. What Here, Rick, do it. he's coming out. Okay. Here he comes, this way. Let him pass. Okay, Johnny, stay with him. Right. If he makes a meet with a redhead or if you find out where Wally lives, check with me. Okay. All right, on your horse. So
2: To Gangbusters in a moment. The Sunday daytime listening is truly outstanding at the Star's Address. Tomorrow, don't miss world music festivals, visiting the Edinburgh Festival, where Bruno Walter conducts the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. And remember, too, that Sunday daytime on most of these same CBS radio stations, Leopold Stokowski conducts in the 20th Century Concert Hall, and Michel Piastro directs the symphonette. All on CBS Radio. And now back to gangbusters and circuit attorney doubt.
3: Well, while St. Louis detectives were beginning to make headway in their investigation, the holdup mob had recruited another member. And late that night in another part of the city, Wally was being escorted up the stairs of an apartment house by his connection, Red. Like I said, while you might not like the guy, but you got to grant him a brain. I just don't want anybody telling me my business, that's all. I don't go for that kind of garbage. Okay, don't get excited. You haven't even met him yet. Yeah, that way. I just don't want him telling me how to do my job. Take it easy, will you? Okay, right here. Should I push the bell? Nah, never mind. I got the keys. Bag. Come on in, Wally. Yeah. Hey, Mac. In here, Red. He's in there, Wally. Say, uh, how you like the set up here, Wally, huh? It'll do. Yeah. Mac, meet Wally. How are you? Hi. Uh, just a second. <laughs> He's nuts about solitaire. So I see. I tried a lot of things. I can't find a better way to pass the time. Have you tried knitting, Wally? Yeah, I tried knitting. Nothing there. Well, i to let this go for a while, huh? That's nice of you. I don't look like I could win it anyway, not with that deal. Sit down, Wally. Yeah. Thanks. Right here. Yeah. Fred says you're okay, Wally. Says you're good wheel man. The best, Mac. Okay. Now this is gonna be a nice little score. Not the biggest in the world, but uh, tidy. That's the way I like them, tidy. When? Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. Depends on the weather. What's the weather got to do with it? This is a congested district. If it's raining or snowing, traffic will be heavy and slow. Plus, there'll be a lot of extra taxi cabs in the area. It's a good angle. The get will be rough enough without any handicaps. So, uh, let's wait for good weather. It's okay with me, see, Wally, all the angles. Now, uh, the Mark is the Four Brothers Jewelry Company. That's, uh... On the third floor of the tower building. It's a rough deal getting out of our neighborhood. Can you do it? I can do it. It's my idea we should have a small, fast car. A big one might be a little trouble to handle in traffic. But, uh, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, you leave it to me. uh, A small car would be better, don't you think, Wally? Small car it'll be. Now, um, here's the layout. Forget about the elevator. We'll go up the stairs. The office is, um... Around here, in back, like this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, There's this entrance here. The door's made of glass, so we gotta work fast. We gotta get in, get it, and get out. We got no time to play. Who wants to play? There's a counter uh, here, which uh, stretches from one side practically to the other. It's a display case. None of the good stuff is in there. In back of the counter is a vault. That's what we want to get in. How much do you figure? Maybe five, 6000 in cash, maybe 50000 in ice. It's not bad. All right for me. Off to the side here, uh, there's a little office. Uh, that's where the owner has his desk. And besides the owner, we'll find another guy. They're a salesman. Neither one of them look like the hero type. We won't have any trouble. You've got this mark pretty well cased. I should have. I've been there twice. I've been trying to make up my mind whether to buy a watch they got. It's a great setup, Wally, huh? They'll recognize me. When I come in, I'll tell them I want the watch. They're relaxed. We go to work. How about the bug? All those jewelry houses got alarms. That won't be no problem. The only one I could spot was in the boss's little office. Now, he'll be in front writing up the sale on the watch. And if there are any more, we'll just have to be quick enough to keep them away from him. I'm for being quick.
2: Back to gangbusters in a moment.
3: Now, uh, Red. Yeah. You're going to take the boss. Uh Your job is to watch him, keep him quiet, keep him away from the bugs. Okay. Now, Wally, you do the same thing with the salesman, and I'll clean the void. Wait a minute. What's the matter? You're going a little fast for me. You said I was to handle a salesman. That's right. I was under the impression I was a wheelman in this deal. That's a big enough job. I don't belong on the inside at all. It's not necessary to stay with the car. It can sit? Yeah. Well, it can sit without me. I don't do two men's work. Wally. Not without two men's cuts. I don't do two men's work without two men's cuts. Will you listen to me? I knew there was something screwy about this deal. No wonder your other two left you like that. Wally, you're going to grant me it takes three on the inside. Okay, I'll grant you, but I'm a wheel man. You've done inside work? Sure, I've done inside work, but not while I was the wheel man. I won't have any part of it. Now, listen to me, will you? You came in, and you're in.
7: Yeah.
3: We'll see if I'm in. My Wally, be reasonable. Who's being unreasonable? Now look, I don't get tough often, but I'm going to get tough now. You're in, Wally. You made a deal, and you're in. Well, you're not going to be feeling so good, Wally. Cooperate, and it ain't going to be so tough. I wasn't on such a spot for door. I'd tell you all what to do. Good, Wally. I knew you'd come too first. You see, Mac? Is that all? Yeah, that's all. If this is gonna be tomorrow, I'd better start scouting around for a car for the get. Yeah, a small car, Wally. A small car. Red will get in touch with you. He'll let you know whether it's tomorrow and what time. Yeah, you would be at Annabelle's at 11. I'll phone there. Okay, Annabelle's at 11. I'll be there. Now, we got a good deal, boys. An awful good deal. Now, let's see if I can win one of these games for myself.
6: Robbery squad, Sergeant Rickard.
8: Hello, Rick. Johnny.
6: Yeah, Johnny.
3: Wally must have lifted himself a Chevy coach. I saw him on the corner of Grand
6: and Locust. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Looks for sure like he's in a deal now. Yeah? Where'd he park this car?
3: In a public garage on Market Street. On Market Street near the Civil Courts.
6: Okay, Johnny, stick around there. I'll be right out.
3: You think I ought to have one of the boys stay behind, Wally?
6: No, that won't be necessary. He's going to use that car if they pull anything. That's all we have to watch the car. I'll
2: be right there.
3: Oh. Um, um, uh, what? Let yeah, me Hi, Annabelle. Oh,
4: Wally.
3: How's tricks, Annabelle? I
4: got no tricks. What do you want? 200 again? The answer's still No. Nah.
3: I don't want your 200 Just fix me a chocolate marlin.
4: Chocolate marlin with vanilla or chocolate marlin with chocolate? With
3: vanilla. Chocolate
4: marlin with vanilla. How come yesterday you wanted 200 today you don't? Beginning to get insulted.
3: My connections came through, Annabelle.
4: If you would take my advice, which you won't. You wouldn't go looking for trouble. I'm not
3: looking for trouble. Who needs trouble?
4: Uh, every time I got a I'll get it, Annabelle. Why should you get it? Is it your store? I'm
3: expecting a call. I'll
4: answer. Uh, go on, then answer before they hang up. Yeah. And don't get my phone numbered any more Toms and Dick. V-
3: what do you think this is? Hello? Wally. Yeah, this is Wally. Red. Max says we do it today at three o'clock. Okay, I'm ready. You got the car okay? Yeah, Chevy. Just a ticket. I got to park the garage on Market Street. I can pick you two up about 2.30. So Max says no. Max says for you to drive downtown yourself, park the car in Del Mar near the building. We'll see you there. Okay. It will take care of the hardware. Just bring the car and yourself. I got you. So long. Much obliged, Annabelle. Mm, much obliged for what? For you, sir. The facilities.
4: Anytime. Ask me for anything except money one chocolate molded with vanilla.
3: Happy days, Annabelle.
4: Happy days yourself.
6: Washington, Rick, maybe we can pick him up there. Well, I'm afraid it's no use, Johnny. We lost him. Lousy traffic. Same thing last night. So Cintret took him to meet the mob. And we got fouled up in traffic. That's okay. We know where to put our hands on them now. Wally, at least. He can lead us to the others. They'll able to start shooting again. That's what I'm worried about. Well, uh, from the way he was headed, I guess the job was someplace downtown. Maybe he was just headed to pick up the others. Maybe, but these guys are pretty slick, Johnny. I don't think they'd all ride together in a hot car. I think the rest will meet him. I'll pull in the phone. We've got a few more squads on the job and cruise around downtown. Maybe we can spot that Chevy.
3: All right, step lively, boys. We go in, we get in, we get out. Waste no time. You said red I'm set. Wally? I'm set. Okay, each of you handle your man. I'll clean the ball. Keep your eyes open. This is the place, boys. It looks nice. Yeah. Hello there. Well, how are you today? Hmm? Fine. I uh, think I'll take that watch I was looking at. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a fine watch. I brought my friends over to see it. All right. Here we are. Solid gold case. 21 jewel Swiss movement. A beauty on a bargain. How do you like it? Yes, yeah, well, I kind of like one myself. I can show you something similar? Uh, some other time. i tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to put a deposit on it and pick it up next Monday. I'm uh, kind of short. Uh, how much of a deposit did you have in mind? Oh, say, $25? Well, I think that'd be all right. Let me check with the boss. Uh, Mr. Burgess. Um, some watch, all right. Yes? Uh, front, please, Mr. Burgess. All right. Watch is guaranteed, isn't it? Absolutely guaranteed. If anything goes wrong with it, just bring it in. But you must remember, a uh, fine watch is a delicate piece of machinery. Yeah, I know. Yes, can I help you? Uh, Miss Burgess, this gentleman would like to leave a $25 deposit on the watch and pick it up on Monday. How do you do? Hello. Hi, nice place you got here. Thanks. Well, I right. think that'll be perfectly all right. All we have to okay. do is... Okay, do as you're told and you won't get hurt. Well, please, what's that? Quiet side. still. All right. Lock the door. Yeah, I got you. Going around, boys. Keep them covered, Yeah, you. come on. Just don't try to be heroes, and you won't get hurt. All we want. Hey, you, me, you, move away from there. Yes, all right. Hey, boss, come here and have a look. What's the trouble? We gotta move. There's a bug right under the counter. This guy was standing not six inches from it. You? Oh no, not me. Go on, you move over there. All right, I will be. you. Did you hit the alarm button? Oh, I know. I didn't touch it. Are you sure? I'm positive. Sure had his chance. Now tell me the truth. If any cops come storming in here, I'm going to kill you. I swear. Did you hit that bug? No, I didn't. Okay, you're smart. All right, boys, get them tied up. By the time you finish, I'll have the vault clean.
6: We covered a lot of blocks, Rick. Don't look good to me. Well, we take one more turn around it. Wait a minute. What? There's a Chevy parked up there. Where? Next to the alley. That's the baby. Nobody with it, huh? It must be inside someplace. Huh? Hold it, John. Hold it. Central District. Cars four, five, and six.
2: In the jewelry office, third floor, tower building. The old up alarm is ringing. That's it. Let's go. In the jewelry office,
6: third floor, tower building. That's in the middle of the block. Let's get them.
3: How you doing, boys? They'll be tied in a minute. I don't know what you fellas expect to get. Shut up. Make it good and tight. Yeah. Hey, look, there's cops coming in the hall. Why, you. You hit that bug, didn't you, yeah, please? Get up. Here they come. Get up. Go on, get up. All right. Open up there. Yell to them. You hit the alarm by mistake. We're
6: police officers,
3: open up. Tell them what customers. Tell them it was a mistake. Take it in. Hey, they're breaking in. Watch it. The
6: lock. Get the lock
3: Sergeant. Get your hands up, coppers, or I'll kill this no, guy. No, don't
6: police officers
8: get him sergeant
3: let go of me. give me that gun let me go all right, get your hands up okay don't shoot get those hands up alright don't shoot get him up you turn that man loose I'll kill him no let him go alright take it easy you alright mister yes yes I think so Jack is tied up over there go look after him yes I'd better it's alright Jack it's alright of your bums hurt they all look okay to me, Rick. Now sit down, there, all of you.
6: Listen. He said,
3: "Sit down." What a mess! I don't cry; won't do any good, Wally.
6: Sure, plenty of truth in that. Well, now we're going to take a little inventory. Let's see what we got here. They're not such a tough-looking bunch, are they, Rick? No, not now. They're not. Take their guns away, and they're just a bunch of crumbs—just plain crumbs.
3: That, gangbusters, listeners, was how this gang of hold-up artists and killers was captured in the act of committing a robbery after a terrific struggle and gun battle. All were tried in the circuit court at St. Louis, Missouri, and convicted. They are now in the Missouri State Penitentiary at Jefferson
2: City in execution of their sentences. Thank you, Circuit Attorney Edward L. Dowd of St. Louis, Missouri. Now, Gangbusters Nationwide Clues broadcast every week as a public service to assist American police in their war against the underworld. Attention all citizens. Be on the lookout for Clarence Dye, wanted by the FBI for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution for armed robbery. Listen carefully to his official description.
7: Clarence Dye,
3: alias Chuck, age Forty-three. 5 feet 10 inches, 140 pounds, medium build, brown hair, blue eyes, fair complexion, may seek work as a welder or cook. This man has scars over his left eyebrow, a blue scar over his right eyebrow, and a tattoo of initials C.D.
2: on his right forearm. Caution, Dye is probably armed and should be considered extremely dangerous. He reportedly has stated that he will not be taken into custody alive and will attempt to kill any officer arresting him. (laughs) Attention all citizens, maintain vigilance for Edwin Sanford Garrison. Wanted by the FBI for unlawful flight to avoid confinement for the crimes of burglary and robbery. If you have any information concerning these fugitives... Notify your local police, the nearest office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or Gangbusters, at once. Tonight's Gangbusters case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by Leonard L. Bass, with Mason Adams, Amzie Strickland, and Eric Dressler in leading roles. The entire production was supervised for CBS Radio by John Ives, Gaylord Avery speaking. <laughs> night, Eve Arden raps for attention, and the merriment's on again at dear old Madison High. Yes, she's back. Eve Arden as our Miss Brooks. Funnier than ever before, with the help of Bashful Boynton, her biology-teaching heartthrob, Mrs. Davis, Eve's pixelated landlady, Osgood Conklin, the terrible-tempered principal, and the rest of the riotous gang. Remember, class convenes with our Miss Brooks tomorrow night on most of these same CBS radio stations. Be sure to beat the school bell to your seats. You hear America's favorite shows on the CBS Radio Network.
1: Stay tuned for The Aldridge Family, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for The Aldridge Family and The Barter System.
5: by Clifford Goldsmith. A teenage boy has always scampered across the American scene. Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn, Penrod, Peck's bad boy. Maybe there's a good reason why. Maybe in a typical American boy like Henry Aldrich, people can see someone they once were or once knew. The scene opens on the front porch of the Aldrich home. The time is late afternoon.
9: Gee, Homer, you're just worrying over nothing. Well, Henry, that isn't the way my father said he would have done it. My father will get it, Homer. Why do you think he's taking the time to drive way out to Mr. Frederick's farm if he can? Oh, boy, I certainly hope he can collect it. Homer, he's going to tell Mr. Frederick right straight to his face how much he owes us for the work we did this summer. And your father thinks he can get it all? Sure he can, Homer. He'll get our whole eight dollars. Well, my father said that if a man owed him that much for working as hard as we did, he wouldn't go all the way out there. He'd just sue him. Boy, Homer, your father doesn't know anything about a thing like that. All he does is sell lumber. Because my father's one of the best lawyers in the state. He can talk anyone into giving him money. How? I don't know, but it's a knack you have if you're a lawyer. And nobody puts anything over on my father. When he goes after a thing, he gets it. He does? And how? You just wait until he comes back and hands us each four dollars. But Father, didn't I make it clear Mr. Frederick owed us eight dollars?
10: Henry, for the last time I collected it.
8: In money, Mr. Aldrich?
10: Uh, no, Homer, not in money. As I said before, I collected the equivalent.
8: Sam, what do you mean by the equivalent?
10: I mean, Alice, that Mr. Frederick didn't have the cash. So he paid it in corn.
11: In what?
9: <laughs> corn, Mrs. Aldrich. Gee, Father, not that we don't appreciate your trying, but what Homer and I had really planned on was, well, you know, money. Gee whiz, Mr. Aldrich. My father said... Never that mind
10: what your father said, Homer. There's nothing wrong with being paid in corn. It's the ancient principle of barter and exchange. It is? Of course. It's a simple case of applied economics. You boys will learn a great deal from this transaction.
9: It's taught me one thing already.
10: I'm glad to hear it, Homer.
9: The next time I do any work, I'm getting my money in advance. (laughs) (laughs)
10: Now, Homer...
11: Sam, how much corn did he give the boys?
10: Tomorrow morning, Alice, he's driving his truck in with 12 bushels.
11: 12 bushels? Of corn? Yes,
8: Mrs.
9: Aldrich, 12 bushels.
8: Where in heaven's name are you going to keep it?
9: In the basement, Mother,
10: until we can figure out what to do with it.
8: Well, that's very nice, I'm sure. sure.
9: Mr. Aldrich, how much is it worth, a bushel?
10: Uh, well, I'm afraid it isn't worth a great deal right now, but naturally, if you hold it, you'll find the price will fluctuate. Sure, sure it will.
9: What do you mean, fluctuate, Henry? (laughs) Boy, you sure are dumb. It means that...
10: Tell him, will you, Father? The fluctuation reflects the cost of living. The price may be down, but only temporarily. Sooner or later, it'll go up.
12: What is it you're suggesting the boys do? Trade in corn?
10: Now, Alice, it'll be a very good experience for them. They'll learn the principles of supply and demand. This will teach them the value of money. She
9: was, Father. I know the value of money. It's the value of corn I'm worrying about.
7: (laughs) Well,
8: don't worry about it, dear. You and Homer can corner the market with your 12 bushels and make a killing when it goes up.
5: Alice, for heaven's
8: sake. I'm sorry,
11: Sam. Please hurry and get ready for dinner. Were you including me, Mrs. Aldrich? Why,
9: no, Homer, I wasn't. However, if you feel that you want to stay... (laughs) Oh, I I couldn't stay unless I was specially asked. Well, in that case, dear, perhaps the next time. (laughs) (laughs) Could you start that over again, Mrs. (laughs) Aldrich? Come on, Homer, I'll go to the door with you. Well, thanks for your trouble, Mrs. Aldrich. And thank you for your trouble, Mr. Aldrich.
10: No trouble at
9: all. Understand, Henry, I'm not criticizing... Well, you should have gotten my father to handle this. Now, listen, is that a slur on my father? Oh, gee whiz, no. The only thing is, I don't know how he makes a living. Homer, 12 bushels of corn or 12 bushels of corn? Well, I can figure that much myself. But when I go up to the dance committee and get two tickets for the class dance, what am I going to hand them? Six bushels of corn? <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't even fluctuated yet? <laughs> well, you aren't any worse off than I am. i have Eleanor Wentworth, go. haven't I? Boy... I don't know how I'm going to be able to face Betty Newton. Listen, Homer, why don't you see if your mother wouldn't be interested in buying it? The can, the whole twelve bushels. We could quote to a reasonable price. Sure. You want my mother to get us out of a hole that your father got us into? Homer, <coughs> Homer, we aren't in any hole. You just don't realize how valuable that corn is going to be. When? When it fluctuates. When it fluctuates. <laughs> Which room is the class holding the meeting? Right there in 2A. Did you try the wayside market, Homer? Yes, Henry, I've been everywhere. Did you go to the neighborhood grocery? Yes. And they said the same thing everybody else did? No, they just laughed. Well, didn't you tell them what your father said about the price? Homer, people who are laughing aren't in the mood to talk business. Boy. I don't know why I want to go to this meeting anyway. All they're going to talk about is the class dance. Did Eleanor Edwards go in? Sure. I'll bet the first thing they ask us is, have we bought our tickets? Quiet, Henry. Is the meeting starting? No, Brother
8: The this meeting occurred! You've all heard the really? minutes of the last meeting. Are there any announcements? Uh, Mr. President, the chair recognizes Toby Wilson. Although most of the tickets for the dance a week from this Saturday have been sold, there are still a few guys holding back. Oh, boy. Let's not have any slackers, fellas. Let's make it 100%.
9: I'm going out, Henry. No, Homer, they'll see you. Are
8: there any other announcements? Mr. President. Jimmy Bartlett. uh, Mr. President, I've been a member of this class for a good many years now. (laughs) Well, I'd like to ask why the tickets have to cost so much. Mr. President, that's what I say. Well, Well, I think the price of a ticket should uh, fluctuate like the cost of living. Homer, would you mind explaining that? Uh... Well, if you don't know, it's not going to do any good to tell you. And it isn't the money I mind, it's a principle. Homer, I believe the price of tickets was fully discussed at the last meeting. And you're out of order. What do you mean I'm out of order? I wasn't even at the last meeting. I think we ought to have more principle all the way around. Homer, be quiet. Order, please. Order. Are there any other announcements? Mr. President. Betty Newton. I'm in. A- that
12: the chairman of the dance read off the list of those boys who haven't bought
8: their tickets yet. The list will be read at the next meeting. Are there any other announcements? Uh, Mr. President, I make a motion that we postpone the dance. For how long? For how long? For about four weeks. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? No. Mr.
12: President, I make a motion that no boy in this
8: in the class. Mr. President. Yes, Toby? I object. That amounts to no less than confiscation of personal rights. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Mr. President.
9: Henry Ulrich, um, I've been listening with great interest to all the complaints about this dance, and, and naturally it worries me. I'm not sure, but I, I think I have a suggestion. We had a good dance last year, and we had a good dance the year before, and I guess if we're all here, we'll have another one next year. I certainly hope we will, because I like to dance. But, but, gee, I I don't know. Sometimes I start wondering if dancing is everything in life. How about trying something else, just one year? The evenings are nice now. They're a little chilly, maybe. But we're going to have a moon, I think. Why waste our time indoors, just dancing?
7: Well, what do you suggest?
9: Why, a, a sort of corn roast. (laughs) Now <laughs> uh, what? Uh, I make a motion that this class show a little originality and initiative And have a corn roast
7: I second the motion <laughs> Order, please Order Mr. President I never heard of anything so ridiculous All I
12: can say is, who wants a corn roast? I do, Mr. President Wait a minute, Henry Aldrich I'm not through dancing yet
9: I mean, talk <laughs> uh, The only trouble with having a corn roast is Where are you going to get the corn? It's hard to find this time of
7: year. But
9: if we have enough enough initiative and originality to want a corn roast, then I'm willing to personally guarantee that I will
8: find the corn. Somehow. I second that motion, too. What motion, Homer? What? There wasn't an emotion. Well, then I make one. Oh, on, sit down. Now, wait a minute. Where are your principles? Mr. Homer, shut there up. There has been a motion that instead of a dance, we show little originality and initiative by holding a corn roast. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. The boys have it. It'll be a corn roast. <laughs> Say, Homer, tell Henry Aldrin somebody wants him outside. I'm wanted outside? Somebody wants you out in the main office. Hey, come on, Homer, I'm wanted. Mr. President, does this mean we will or will not have
9: punch also? Gee, Henry, did you steamroller that? Homer, it just happens that I did it for the sake of the class. You did? Sure. I really think a corn roast is a better idea than a dance. And if it happens that we have the corn they need, we'll let them have it. Just what they need. No more and no less. Well, how much do you think they'll need, Hen? About 12 bushels. (laughs) Henry, I wonder who wants you in the front office.
12: Henry
9: Aldrich! Where did you come from, Eleanor? I
12: just followed you
13: out And I want to tell you that every girl in there is so mad at you, they're never going to speak to you again. They're all mad at me? My goodness, Henry. You even invited me to go to the class dance with you. Sure, Eleanor, but let me explain. Henry, I even bought a dress for the dance, a brand-new taffeta dress. Well, look here, what's do Oh, I look nice eating corn on the cob in taffeta. Yeah,
9: but she was, Eleanor, all we did was substitute a corn roast for the dance.
13: And you can just substitute another girl. Goodbye. Eleanor, wait. Oh, no, I won't. Eleanor, wait. Wait. Hold
9: around. Oh, boy. Come on, Henry.
12: Here comes Betty. You wait for me, Homer Brown. Oh, uh, did you want to speak to me? Yes, I do. Do you realize I can't eat sweet corn? Why not? Because I've got this brace on my teeth, and I've got to wear it for three more months.
9: Gee whiz, Betty, you're too self-conscious about it. That's right. It's not the least bit noticeable, unless you smile. Don't <laughs> no, be because... But But gee whiz, Betty. Henry. Oh, boy, who's that?
11: It's your sister, Henry.
9: Mary? What's she doing here in school? Oh, has she got a complaint,
11: too? Henry, I've been waiting for you in the main office. Here, you left this morning without your lunchbox.
9: Oh. Well, thanks very much.
11: And, Henry, when you come home from school this afternoon, you're to stop at the store and see if you can get 12 ears of fresh-picked corn.
9: Corn? Yes. We've got corn. She was 12 bushels came this morning before I left the house.
11: But Mother says we can't eat that, Henry. My goodness, how could we eat it?
9: Why couldn't we?
11: It's horse corn. (laughs) (laughs)
9: It's what corn? Horse. Horse? Horse? Does that mean we can't have the corn roast? Homer, that means if anything is going to be roasted, it'll be us.
5: back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Well, Henry and Homer have talked the junior class into holding a corn roast instead of a dance in order to sell their 12 bushels of corn. While congratulating themselves on their success, they learn that they have in their possession not sweet corn, but horse corn. The scene opens that afternoon in the Aldrich basement.
9: Understand, Henry, I'm not criticizing your father, but don't you think he should have known this was horse corn? Why should he have? After all, my father's a lawyer, not a farmer. To him, corn is corn. Well, listen, Henry, I've been thinking. Couldn't we still sell it to the class, even if it is really just for horses? Look, Homer, you see this front tooth? Yes. I lost that tooth once, biting into an ear of horse corn. Looks all right to me. Sure, it grew out again, but the one I had, I lost. You did? Sure. And do you want us to be responsible for the whole class losing their front teeth? (laughs) Well, couldn't we soak it in butter and soften it up a little? (laughs) And not serve it until after dark?
5: No, Homer.
9: Oh, well, here we are, Henry, stuck with those 12 bushels of horse food. And the whole junior class is waiting for something to eat.
11: Mother, please, let me... Eleanor, I don't want to hear another word about the class dance. Mother, it isn't to be a dance. It's to be a corn roast. And Henry
13: Aldridge expects me to go with him. But you're not going out and buy clothes just for a corn roast. We bought you a lovely taffeta dress to dance in. Why aren't you having the dance? Henry thought it would be much more original for us not to have one.
8: Well, you have plenty of clothes that are good enough to eat corn in.
13: But nothing that Henry hasn't seen me in before. And this is going to be a very original occasion... Dear, you can't expect me to buy you a dress for every single occasion. It's silly,
11: Eleanor.
13: But, Mother, I'll economize. I'll get something that I can wear to corn roasts and weenie roasts. Oh, oh Mother, if I don't get a new dress, I'll just die. I know which.
8: Well, oh, I'd have a hard time explaining that to your father.
13: Oh, uh, I'll die. Uh... All right. Can you uh, meet me at the Emporium tomorrow? Oh, yes, Mother, and thank you. I saw just the thing down there I have in mind. (laughs) Sit right where you are, Mother.
12: I'll answer the phone for you. Hello? Hello, is this Eleanor? Yes. This is Betty. I just had a great idea. What about? Well, you know that corn roast we're having? Yes. Well, my uncle has a cabin down by the lake. And I asked him whether the whole class could meet there. And what do you think, Eleanor? What? He said he'd be very glad to let us have it. And he's sending two men out there to get the whole thing cleaned up for us. Really? Yes. I think it's a very original idea, don't you? Yes. I
13: was just telling my mother. And what else do you think?
12: What? The dentist is going to take the brace off my teeth. He is? As a special favor, just for the weekend. That's wonderful. oh, boy! Am I
13: looking forward to it? I should imagine. I think should think you would. And
7: how? You know, it's been years since I've eaten sweet corn.
8: Mr. President! Mr. President! Quiet, please! Quiet! Why can't we have an orderly class meeting for a change?
9: Gee, Henry, everything's going swell. They haven't even mentioned the corn roast. Quiet, Homer. I think they've forgotten they voted on it.
8: Quiet, please! Quiet! The next item on the agenda is report on the corn roast. Oh, where is Henry Ulrich?
5: Oh, boy, homie. There he is,
8: Mr. President. Is that Ulrich back in the corner? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Mr. President. Will you make a report? Well, I'd like
9: to say a few words on that subject. It has uh, come to my attention that some of the people around here are a little upset by the corn situation. We, we've always been pretty proud of the harmony in the class. And I think it would be a great mistake if we let an innocent suggestion by me about having a corn roast split us wide open.
7: <laughs> if, a-
9: after all, we have our annual what-you-may-call-its to have a good time. And, and for that reason, I think it's foolish to go ahead
8: willy-nilly with a corn roast. I second the motion. No motion has been made yet, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> then I second it when it's me. Oh, you're out of order. Is that so? Well, just as a matter of principle, I'd like to know... Sit what... down, Homer. <laughs> okay, okay. If you're opposed to a corn roast, Henry, what do you suggest in its place? Yeah. A, a dance. Mr. President, we girls
12: have a right to know where we stand around here. After getting us worked up to the point where we want corn, you're
9: going to make us dance? Uh, don't misunderstand me, Betty. I, I think we ought to have a dance and corn. Hmm. Oh, only only working together so that everybody will be satisfied and there, there won't be any hard feelings. <laughs> Well, uh, why couldn't we show a little originality and initiative and have sort of a barn dance? You know what I mean? Only not a plain, ordinary barn dance. This would be different. Uh, The decorating. Nothing but ears of corn. Mr. President, I second that motion. Mr. President,
8: may I ask why we can't have corn to eat instead
9: of just corn for decorations? Because along this time of the year, Toby, you take horse corn, for instance. It's very colorful and nice to look at. Well, sweet corn is liable to be tough. You don't want to lose a tooth when you're out on a social event, do you?
8: I can take care of my teeth.
9: <laughs> but I say why take a chance? After all, we can eat corn any old time. Why get into a rut? I think we ought to be the first class in the history of Central High or any other school that has the originality and initiative to have a plain corn
7: dance. Yeah. Order,
8: order, please. The chair recognizes Eleanor Wentworth. Mr.
13: President, I'd like to protest. Just because the majority in this class is composed of boys, that doesn't give the boys any right to change their minds every ten seconds. We girls
12: have a right to know what's going to happen to us. I demand that a vote be taken. Now, wait a minute, Eleanor. I demand that a vote be taken on our having a simple, informal dance in evening clothes.
7: No! Yes!
12: Mr. President, Mr. President. Mr.
11: President. Mother, did you hear what happened at Henry's School today? No, Mary. My goodness I don't know what started it, but one of the classes practically had a riot. Really? I understand they had to call in six hall monitors and the gym teacher to quiet them down. What was the trouble? I don't know they tell me the class is in a terrible condition. Nobody's speaking to anybody. Well. There's even some talk of when they graduate, they're going to have two separate commencements.
7: Of course.
11: Well, the girls say they won't be seen graduating from the same platform as the boys.
9: Is that you, Henry? Yes, Mother.
11: Hello, Mrs. Aldrich. Hi, Mary. Hello, Homer. Henry, how on earth did you get your shirt torn?
9: My shirt? My shirt? Oh, gee whiz. you know who I think tore it, Henry? Who? Betty. When did she do that? Right after Natalie White slapped his face.
7: (laughs) Henry, what did
11: she slap your face for?
9: I took the floor away from her. (laughs) You what? I took the floor away from
11: her. We had a class meeting. Homer, you better get some Mercurochrome for your face. It's all scratched up. That was Madeline Miller. My goodness, she must have long
8: fingernails. Not anymore. (laughs) Henry, you didn't get into a fight with any of the girls, did you?
9: She was, no I was a gentleman through the whole thing
8: I don't
11: understand what caused the whole thing
8: Well, we
9: had what you might call a close vote See, Mother? Well, we got it through, didn't we, Henry? What did you get through? Oh, just a little motion I made Listen, Mother, where'd you put the corn? The corn? Sure, my 12 bushels It's downstairs in the basement, dear. Oh, no, it isn't, Mrs. Aldrich. Yes, it is, Homer. Mary, we were just down there, and there wasn't even one basket there. Well, I don't understand it. Mother, did you go out at all today? Yes, I did. Did you lock all the doors? Oh, but the back door... Oh, boy. You think our corn's been stolen, Henry? Sure it has, Homer. Sure it has. Dear, don't
11: be ridiculous. No one is going to steal 12 bushels of corn you can't eat.
10: Corn? You boys aren't worried about the corn, are you? We sure are, Father. Hello, Sam. Hello, dear.
11: Do you know anything about the corn, Sam?
10: I certainly do. Who took it? Who took it? I did. You did? After all, I wasn't going to let Mr. Frederick stick my own son with a load of useless horse corn. No, sir. So I just went out there and made him take it back.
9: You haven't got the corn anymore?
10: I should say not.
9: Did Mr. Fredericks give you the money?
10: No.
7: Potatoes. (laughs) Potatoes?
10: Nobody puts anything over on Sam Wallace, let me tell you. I'm a pretty sharp trader, you know. But, Father... (laughs) Mr. Aldrich... Don't bother to thank me. It was my own fault for not being more careful in the first place. But,
8: Father... Mr. Aldrich... I
10: let him know quite plainly I would stand for no nonsense.
8: But, Father... Mr. Aldrich...
13: Look, Betty See that window in the Emporium? That dress in the center? Yeah That's exactly like the one I got for the corn roast Only mine was blue
12: And they won't let you take it back?
13: No That's why my mother's so mad at our class Well, look, Betty I guess you're going on And this is about as far as I go
12: Well, I'll see you tomorrow Goodbye Bye Eleanor Oh, Hello mother. I
13: wondered whether you'd be here.
8: Now Eleanor, are you sure you have to buy a special outfit just for a barn dance?
13: Oh my goodness, yes. After all, I can't wear a corn roast dress to a corn dance, especially when the whole dance was Henry's idea. <laughs>
9: Let's just wait and see if something happens. Well, we're still stuck with the potatoes. Homer, relax. Take it easy. My father says that's a trouble. We've been taking it easy when we should have been tough. I'm going to make a motion. What motion? I don't know yet. Mr. Uh, Mr. President!
8: Homer Brown! I had the floor first! Nobody recognized you! Sit down, Homer!
7: Sit down, Homer!
8: As long as there is some doubt about who had the floor first, I think we should recognize the young lady.
12: left in the school
8: mr president this is a matter of principle Betty newton has the floor
12: thank you i should like to bring to your attention an article in today's school paper which is the most sensible thing i've ever read in my life it's called in these times it says in these times it hardly seems fitting and proper for students who are planning a dance to spend their money on unnecessary decorations such as corn if the junior class really wants to hold a dance it will be long remembered." Why don't they give a dance without the decorations? And show a little originality and initiative by contributing that money in the form of food, like potato. In <laughs> these times it would be a very generous and appreciated step and would eliminate a lot of worry. Time a loyal classmate.
8: Mr. President, Mr. President. Why must it be potatoes? Because in the staff of life, that's bread. <laughs> now
9: listen, Toby. The person who wrote that article knew what he was talking about. And we're going to carry out his wishes. Mr.
12: President, I make a motion that this class give a dance. Just a plain informal dance in evening dress.
8: Well, without wait. any
12: other decoration, And that we use the proceeds to buy potatoes for people that are worried.
8: Mr. President. Henry
12: Alrich.
9: I just want to say that since I was the one who first suggested the corn dance, after hearing that article, I'm ashamed of myself. I not only withdraw my suggestion, but I second Betty's motion. Hey, Henry, who wrote that article? What do you think? Oh, gee why didn't you tell me? I even put the paper on Betty's desk. Hey, Homer, Homer, there's a fellow in the hall that wants to see you. He wants to see me? Who is it? I don't know. Somebody just told me. Come on, Homer, let's get out. We're sitting pretty. I'll say we are.
8: Order, order! All those in favor of our converting the dance proceeds to potatoes instead of decorating with corn, please
10: off.
9: Henry, do you see anyone out here? No.
10: Hello, Homer.
9: Father, what are you doing here?
10: Well, I just went out and had a talk with that farmer who owed you money.
9: You did, Mr. Brown.
10: Yes, sir. And I fixed things. I told him he couldn't unload first horse corn and then old potatoes that were even sprouting. Maybe he could do that to Sam Aldrich, but he couldn't do it to me. You
13: mean you got our money, Father?
10: No, he didn't have any cash. But I made him come across with twenty-five baskets of spinach.
7: Spinach! <laughs> oh, boy,
5: Homer! Not even the poor will take spinach. <laughs>
7: Thank you.
5: written by Clifford Goldsmith, Henry is played by Bobby Ellis, and Homer by Johnny Fiedler. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with the Aldridge family. Good night, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Inner Sanctum, followed by Phil Harris and Alice Fay. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced
0: and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.